when an agency throws out conversion, hey, here's your cost per conversion, you know, get a definition for conversion because our conversions should be true conversions or hard conversions, meaning a consumer is in touch with the dealership, but, but a click is not meaningful enough. Welcome back to Unscheduled Maintenance. I'm your host, Steve Gady. These days, it can be easy to get lost in the many data points available with digital marketing, especially when it comes to judging the performance of your website. Being able to measure literally everything can sometimes create more problems, but identifying the right data can make all the difference in your digital marketing success. Luckily, we have an expert on the pod today who quite literally wrote the book on what digital signals you need to be paying the most attention to. Our guest, George Nenny, is the author of two books, A Car Dealer's Guide to Google My Business, and A Car Dealer's Guide to Digital Marketing. He's also the founder of Generations Digital and a longtime automotive guru. He's consulted thousands of dealerships during his three decades in the industry. Well, George, thanks so much for joining us today. Really excited to unpack some of your information and some of your experience. Could you maybe share a little bit about your background with our listeners to uh, fill in the details? Sure. My name is George Nenny. I started in the car business back in 1993. So a long time in the industry, approaching 30 years. I got started by a couple older brothers. So I'm the youngest of seven. Two of my older brothers started a company called Dealer Specialties, which most people in automotive are familiar with. I joined as the first employee in when they first started franchising that business. And in those days, it was all about window stickers, buyer's guides on used cars. In the mid-90s, we really have reinvented that business to be more about data collection, photo collection, and syndication. Covered the country with dealer specialty franchisees from 94 to 99, and then sold the business to Trader Publishing. The two brothers sold the business to Trader Publishing and retired. I stayed on with Trader. Trader began to make a lot of acquisitions in website marketing, uh, digital marketing, CRM, DM, and I stayed on, was lucky enough to run operations for CRM, digital marketing, and ran all of dealer specialties until August of 2017 when I left to start what I thought was going to be a digital agency. But what I found was a greater need was around advocacy for dealers around digital marketing and really not selling services, but helping them to hold their agencies better accountable. I love that. That is some tremendous uh, experience across a very broad journey. I certainly know dealer specialties from my earlier days uh, on the sales side of the house. So very cool that to uh, hear your experience. You've obviously seen a lot of different sides of the industry, lived through some of the, you know, uh, the third party years with Trader and some of that experience as well too. You know, I've actually been to your site, Generations Digital, and you clearly advocate for a number of digital advertising tactics. So one I know that you've been very specific and vocal on is dealers need to approach Google My Business. I know you have some content that you've just recently released on that. Talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Google My Business today is extremely important to dealers. And really the reason is, is because 100% of the time that you Google a dealership name or any business name for that matter, your Google My Business listing will pull up either in the top of mobile search or on the right-hand side of desktop laptop search. And that's pretty compelling, right? We know that the number one search term for any dealer website is going to be their brand name. So if 100% of the time it's going to show that knowledge panel, then suddenly reviews, photographs, uh, and a really good presentation is really important. And, and increasingly, whenever Google thinks you're searching for a business, it may not return the dealer's Google My Business page, but it will show the local map pack of three results results, which shows maybe the dealer's Google My Business and then two other competitors. And so winning on Google My Business is winning on that map pack for non-branded category search. Love that. We'll talk about a little bit more about what are those key strategies that you outline in your book that you've released. Sure. Yeah. So March 2020, 
We released a car dealer's guide to Google My Business on Amazon, and that has really taken off uh, in large part also to the adoption of the NADA 20 Group staff. They've been out helping me to advocate this to dealers. But really, the big premises of the book are, one, at the very least, claim your ownership, claim the dealer, the, the Google My Business listing for your dealership. And if there's multiple ones, even better, you know, one for sales, one for service, parts and body shop. And by the way, if those extra department listings don't exist, absolutely create those new listings and the book walks you through how to do that. And then begin to feed content to those listings. And that content will take the form of really basic information like categories, descriptions, you know, your why buy statement, but also it should include photographs, either owner photographs or crowdsource photographs uploaded by consumers. And then most importantly, reviews and not just getting a number of reviews or a star rating, but actually getting reviews with keywords in those reviews can really help you get a better index to improve your local search results. Wow, that's a lot. That sounds like, you know, the book must be chock full with some really good instructional information to make sure people can keep themselves on track. You know, I, I can remember back in the days when I was working with our customers and, you know, in the early days, you wouldn't dream of talking about Google Analytics because it was just this big, scary beast and navigating those waters <laughs> could be a very daunting task. So um, one of the things that we always try to figure out is a good way to guide folks to be able to use that. So what are maybe some of the biggest or maybe some of the most common mistakes that you see dealerships make as it relates to their presence on Google? Yes, some of the biggest mistakes may be, for one, the Google My Business pieces we mentioned before, claiming those listings and filling them with content. But around their Google Analytics, at the very basic level, the dealer should make sure that they own their Google Analytics, make sure they're the admin and not their agency. And then there may be multiple Google Analytics installed on the website. Look at the history, find the one that has the most history. It's just like a dealership's P&L, profit and loss statement. You know, you want to have as much history as possible to help give you guidance for you know what good looks like going forward. I love that line. Make sure that they're the admin, not the agency. I think that's uh, really sound advice. You're also a trusted resource for many dealers making these decisions on how to better utilize Google Analytics. What are some of the most important things dealers should keep in mind when they're looking at their GA? What are some of those tactics that they can apply? And maybe what are some things that they should look out for when maybe they're not working as well as they should? And you're right about Google Analytics seeming very daunting, but you know, it just takes someone at the dealership or a couple people at the dealership to just dive in a little bit. And then the key is repetition. So using the tool on a regular basis, you'll soon discover it's not that complicated. It's pretty straightforward and not just to plug our solutions. There's a lot of good training resources out there on YouTube. You know, Google offers their own certification. We, on our Generations Digital University site, we have uh, a full uh, Google Analytics certification course for automotive specifically. But, you know, learn the basics and then get in there on a regular basis. And, you know, once you get an idea of, of how the traffic kind of flows through and what it looks like, finding low quality traffic is really easy, right? So we're looking for traffic that has very low session duration, meaning the visitors aren't staying very long, and low pages per session, so they're not going very deep, not looking at a lot of pages. And then, you know, when you really start humming on Google Analytics, you set up goals. So you set up goals for lead forms, chat completion, click-to-calls, texting, trade leads, digital retail leads, any hard conversions that you can set up in Google Analytics will really allow you to, to properly measure all your traffic, all your campaigns to say, which of my campaign sources are driving my conversions and which one are just driving a lot of bounces and, and not a lot of engagement. Monitoring the quality of the traffic, that's a really big one. I mean, that's something that we 
work a lot with uh, our customers and trying to, again, make sure that we're identifying the right metrics or whatever it is that they determine to be the definition of value. So I know that that's a big piece of the conversation. Well, you work a lot with agencies and, you know, we run into that a lot as well, too, on our side of the house, particularly when you're auditing a dealer's marketing performance. What are a set of maybe consistent questions that you like to use uh, to make sure that the client's getting the best investment for their money? Sure. That's a great question. And we go over that a lot with dealers. What are the top questions to hold your agency accountable? From the start, make sure that you understand how they're defining some of those keywords like conversion. So when an agency throws out conversion, hey, here's your cost per conversion, you know, get a definition for conversion because just the other day I was on an agency call and we were surprised the agency was showing a very low cost per conversion, like $10 on paid search, which my antenna goes up because that would be third of where our benchmark is. And their definition of conversion was clicks or VDP views. And so, you know, right away, we want to make sure we're all talking the same language. And so our conversions should be true conversions or hard conversions, meaning a consumer is in touch with the dealership, but a click is not meaningful enough, I think, to call a conversion. We might call it, you know, slight engagement, that sort of thing, but understand those definitions. And then the questions you want to ask the agency are dive into the details. So if the agency is showing you your paid search results and showing you at a very high level, hey, we, you know, we spent $10,000, here's our impression rate, here's our click through rate and up really high up on the uh, 30,000 foot view, we want to dive in, show us the campaigns and how they performed in Google Analytics, show us the keywords. And around the keywords, dealers can get great, great transparency. So they should ask for a list of all the keywords that were purchased the last month, sort of descending by cost per click. So what are my most expensive cost per click you know, keywords and how are those performing? In addition, I want to find a list of keywords descended, sorted by session duration and pages per session. So I'm asking, show me all the keywords in order of the worst performers in terms of how long people stayed on the site and how well they engaged. And then finally around conversions, show me the keywords that delivered my conversions, show me the keywords that delivered zero conversions. And so now I'm at a level where I can help the agency to look at the keywords, finding out the ones that are performing well and the ones that might be bad investments. Nice. Very nice. I like the add of precision there where you can really dive into, I like that uh, notion of transparency within your keyword campaigns. I think that's something that gets overlooked a lot. Are there any metrics or, you know, key indicators, maybe one or two that you have seen, you know, in all of your time that consistently pop up when we're talking about Google Analytics, you know, you have a, most of your customers say, yeah, this is the number one thing I want to make sure that um, how I make a decision on if this is a good investment or not. Are there any metrics that bubble up to the top that you see more frequently than others? Yeah, the two most important ones, of course, conversions are, are really important. We can't always measure by hard conversions because remember, 95% or more of all shoppers won't convert but a lot of those are good shoppers. They show good behavior. So we also want to reward people that stay a long time. So that's average session duration. We want to reward traffic that delivers you know, lots of pages per session. So high pages per session. And each channel will kind of vary, right? So if I'm doing paid search around new cars, I might say, well, I want pages per session to be two and a half or higher. I want session duration to be two and a half minutes or higher. However, if I'm doing Facebook retargeting traffic, uh, similar to like, for instance, the car social uh, Facebook retargeting traffic, I have to understand that that traffic good starts around a minute or a minute and a half session duration and good starts around a page, page and a half pages per session. And the reason is, is because people don't go to Facebook to look for cars. They go there to look for kittens and grandkids and recipes. But if they happen to see a vehicle that they may have clicked on on the dealer website or on some other website and they venture off real quick to go look at that vehicle is sort of, uh, you know, adult 
ADD. You know, they, they're only going to go there for a few minutes and they're going to come back. But the data shows us that that high funnel Facebook retargeting traffic does tend to return in subsequent visits. So we also want to want to measure that high funnel traffic. You know, who's sending us traffic that tends to return later and then maybe later converts. There have been so many challenges dealers have had to tackle head-on in the past year, it's not surprising many of them have let their SEO game slip a bit. Cars is here to help you pull together a truly connected search strategy and get you back onto page one everywhere it matters. Our Staying on Top of Search guide provides actionable steps for optimizing your website, listings, and review content to organically reach consumers across the shopping journey. And best of all, the guide is 100% free and easily accessible. No gated content email requirements here, just actionable advice you can start putting towards your marketing strategy today. Visit growwithcars.com search to learn more about how to put a connected search strategy in place at your dealership. Well, of course, you know, finally, we're just about ready to wrap up January here and we're already off to a start for 2021. So we would be remiss if we didn't ask the 800 pound gorilla question. How has COVID-19 impacted some of the digital marketing strategies? uh, And what are some of the things that you're hearing from maybe agencies and customers that you're speaking with? Yeah, I would say without a doubt, the pandemic has made conversion rates on websites skyrocket. So we saw it start around April and, you know, we're measuring for maybe a, you know just under 200 rooftops, so a decent amount of data all across the country. Conversion rates overall went from their normal 25 to 3% uh, on the website. And by the way, that math equals the total hard conversions that we mentioned, so lead forms, chats, click-to-calls, text, trade leads, digital retailing leads, divided by website sessions. And so we try to keep that above 2%. For some dealerships, it might be 3 4 5%. But on average, it might be 25 to 3%. During the pandemic and last summer, those went up to six, eight, nine plus percent. And one of the best forms of conversion for a dealer website is form lead. That's where we get the name, the address, the phone number, we hope. Those even increase quite a bit. So I think the consumers had recognized, look, you know, depending on the protocol in that state, I have to get an appointment. I have to raise my hand. New vehicles were becoming scarce. And so, you know, the, the consumers were anxious to get those. And so, you know, we saw really high conversion rates. And then, you know, from the dealers, we heard that, you know, once they're in the showroom, really high close rate from people that walked in. And so, you know, we dealt with a lot more serious buyers. Dealers gross on vehicles was much higher as well because of the, the scarcity and really the, the tendency not for people to visit multiple dealerships. And so overall, that was, I think we're still experiencing some of that kiss from the pandemic, but digital retailing tools, one more item, digital retailing tools as a whole uh, saw a lot more uptick. And so if you're using, you know, Roadster or Autofy or WebBuy or uh, Buy Now, whoever you're using for digital retailing, all of those conversion rates increase. So consumers like those tools and they increasingly uh, gravitated to those tools. So we don't see any sign of digital marketing 
waning at all, right? <laughs> no, you know, uh, our advice, so the third-party classifieds, you know, cars included, was very generous in, in their discounts to the dealers over the summer. Um, they, they gave discounts for 50% for a few months. Uh, for a few more months, it was maybe 30 or 25%. Dealer results did not go down nearly that much, so dealers got the good end of that bet, you know, the, the dealers that stuck with those providers. We did advise dealers to pull back on new car paid search since we were seeing that since there was a scarcity of vehicles, you know, if you're the only one with heavy-duty trucks in a market, you don't need to spend money on paid search. Organic search um, would help fill that gap. So we saw organic search traffic to search results pages and VDP, vehicle detail pages, increase also with that scarcity. So another opportunity for dealers to save a little bit of money. Love that. Excellent tips. Okay. Well, you know, as we start to get through Q1, uh, you are taking a look at your digital advertising crystal ball. Uh, what would be one piece of advice you would leave our listeners with? Sure. I would look at, if I were a dealer, I'd look at my analytics or get some kind of reporting to show me my overall website traffic and the percentage of traffic in each of the each of the channels. So paid search, organic search, social, email, display, whatever those campaigns are, and make sure that at least the dealership has a toe in the water in each of those classic channels. Channel. So most dealers we encounter overspend on paid search by a large margin and they underspend on email marketing and they underspend or misspend on paid Facebook ads. And so make sure you're with a vendor who's given you good transparency on the paid Facebook ads. It's shocking the number of dealers that don't do any email marketing. I understand that email is not the shiny new object that we recently saw at NADA or Digital Dealer, but it is absolutely offers great ROI and should be a part of any dealer's you know digital marketing bag. George, we touched a little bit on the book that you released in 2020. What are you working on right now? I know you have a new title that's just been released. Where can people go to get that title and learn a little bit more about what you're working on. They could go to Amazon and if you search for my name, uh, you'll find the titles, but we have a car dealer's guide to Google My Business. That was released in March of 2020. A second version was released later in the year, so that second version is live. And then a car dealer's guide to digital marketing was just released a few weeks ago. And that that second book is really kind of a digital marketing for car dealers for dummies. It's intended to be a handbook that can help someone who doesn't know anything about digital marketing for automotive and really bring them up to speed. Lots of free information. I've tried to post weekly on LinkedIn, so follow me there as well for my latest tips. I want to share a big thank you to our guest, George Nenny, for sharing some of his wisdom with us today. One of my biggest takeaways from our conversation today is making sure you ask the right questions of your agency so you can hold them a little bit more accountable and make sure that everybody's speaking the same language when it comes to making the right decisions around your digital advertising. Speaking of data-driven advertising, you can learn more about leveragingcars.com's data to target a streaming in-market audience at fuel.cars. We'll be back in two weeks with more season three of unscheduled maintenance. Unscheduled maintenance was created by Alex Vetter and Jake Whitler and is a production of Cars Inc. and is hosted by me, Steve Gady. Our senior producer is Evan Sears. Sarah Nicholas is our producer, along with assistant producer Ryan Corgan-Wetzel. Audio mixed by Chris Franzen. Original design and animations for each episode created by Paul Dolan and Matt Coenia. You can see those and listen to all of our episodes at growwithcars.com slash unscheduled maintenance. Unscheduled maintenance is recorded remotely from our homes. We're looking forward to working in person again when we're able to safely return to our studio. Thanks for listening.